The reading this morning comes from Matthew 2:13 through 23. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets had been fulfilled. He will be called Nazarene. This is the Sunday after Christmas. The Sunday after Christmas. So the question is, how was your Christmas celebration? How was your Christmas celebration? Blessed, wonderful, and faces all is well. What are the moments you will hardly forget as you reflect on the 2019 Christmas celebration. Because in every celebration, there are moments we would hardly forget. What if we, we remember the true meaning of Christmas each day? Not just on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but the true meaning of Christmas every day of our lives. What if we just remember that every day? That God sent his only begotten son. That God loved us enough to give us a gift. That on receiving that gift, life is transformed. Because the gift came to reconcile us with God the creator. The gift came so that we know we are sinners and we don't need the law to rescue us, but we need God's grace and faith in the gift, Jesus the Christ. What if we remember that every day and not just on Christmas? 2019 Christmas is over. And what is left for each of us as members of the same family of God is reflection. 
What if, my friends, we continue to remember the true meaning of Christmas each day? I saw a cartoon in the New Yorker magazine, and I think it says it all. Because in the middle of the floor is a dried up, withered Christmas tree. The calendar on the wall reads December 26. Dad is sitting in his chair with an ice pack on his head. Mom is in a bathrobe and are here in rollers. The floor in a virtual mountain of torn wrapping papers, boxes, and bows. You can see is reaching in his sock to be sure that there is no more candy in it. And the caption on the cartoon simply reads, the morning after. The morning after. What was your experience the morning after? What was your experience the morning after? A number of years ago, when Lou Holtz was at the University of Arkansas, he was taking his team to play a ball game in Tempe, Arizona. The game was to be played on Christmas Day. And he was asked how he felt about playing a game on Christmas Day rather than being with his family. The coach, as you normally know, he answered questions candidly. He says, I'd rather be in Tempe, Arizona. After all, once you've been to church, had Christmas dinner, and opened the presents, Christmas is the most boring day of the year. So once again, what was your experience the morning after? I can tell you what I experienced the morning after. I woke up, family was all around. We had breakfast. Then I came to the church office. Then a little while in the church office, I picked up a poinsettia. I picked up the Christmas devotional. I picked up the communion kit because I was going to visit somebody. So I went to the VA hospital and visited someone. And after a while visiting, I left, came back to the office, spent a few more minutes or hours, and then I went home. And the time I went home, the family was not there. They had all deserted me. Now I knew the plan was to go out 
the morning after for at least to entertain the grandchildren. And I ran away from that. So when I went home, the family had gone. And when they came, we had some family time. But that was me the day after. Oh, I forgot. I watched some football. But think about, think about unhappy moments the day after. Think about the letdowns the day after. And think about the, the passage of scripture read to us this morning. The letdown or the unhappy moments experienced by Mary and Joseph with their newborn child, Jesus the Christ. Because about two years after the, the earth was blessed with this precious gift from God, this is what the Bible says happened. Herod was on the throne. The wise men had came to Herod, announced the birth of a new king. He was not happy about it. And he decided to get rid of all boys two years and under. And so an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and Mary. The angel said to Joseph, you have to get up. You have to take the child somewhere else so that the child will be safe. So the scripture says, then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet, by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt, I have called my son. If you listen to the scripture this morning, that small passage of scripture, we have three fulfillments, three Old Testament fulfillments, and this is the first one. Already predicted many years ago, out of Egypt, I have called my son. And on that occasion, that prophecy was fulfilled. And this is an experience no parent through even today. I mean, just imagine you have your little boy, which some parents go through even today in war-torn areas of the world. You have your little child, and somebody is after that child. And that was Mary and Joseph's experience the morning after. Two years after the birth of Christ, somebody was after his life. And yes, my friends, they escaped to Egypt. And then came the execution of these little ones. Because Herod did not want a competition, somebody on the throne with him. Because the scripture says when Herod realized that the wise men have tricked him, he was not happy. He sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. And then this passage of Matthew says, Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah, a voice heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, 
Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Fulfillment number two in the passage. It happened, my friends. God, the creator, already knew what would happen after the birth of Jesus Christ. Mary and Joseph didn't know any of this at that time. But yes, we have fulfillment number two. And of course, when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then if you read verse 23, it says, There he made his home in a town called Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. Fulfillment number three in this passage of scripture. Everything about Jesus Christ is mapped out. Nothing happened by accident. Everything is laid out in the foundation of the world, my friends. All we do is to carry out the prophecy. My friends, God was with Joseph and Mary. And see how God helped Mary and Joseph and their in and then Jesus. Imagine, imagine the joy of childbirth. And then imagine the letdown in hearing that someone wants your child dead. For Jesus and this family, God came to their rescue. And I think that's good news. God came to their rescue. And my friends, when we experience letdowns or our unhappy moments, what do we do? Mary and Joseph were looking up to God. What do we do when we experience letdowns, when we experience unhappy moments? What do we do? If you are the voice of Sarah this morning, unhappy moment with that young boy that she befriended. An illness that you don't wish on a seven-year-old boy. What do you do? Do you look inward? Do you look backward? Do you look outward? And I think at times we do all that. But this morning, I just want to challenge us. When we experience letdown, yes, it's okay to examine inwardly, to go back and look at the history, but I would suggest to us that we look upward rather than downward, my friends. Because the scripture says in the book of Psalms, I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So the challenge for us as Christians, just like Mary and Joseph, when there was a letdown in the family, they were looking upward. They were looking up to God to rescue them. It is important for every Christian to be convinced that God is good. It is important for every Christian to be convinced that God is good. 
And what's more, that God alone is good. My friends, God gives us himself. And he is our joy, the unspeakable, glorious delight of our hearts. David says of God, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When we experience letdowns in this world, where do we go? I mean, these days you can go to the library and get all the self-help books. But let me challenge us as Christians, the, the morning after, the days after, the years after, you look up to God. You look up to God, my friends. The entire life of a Christian is summed up in these words. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's the Christian life. We are looking unto Jesus, the beginning and the end of our faith. The, the, the author and the finisher of our faith. You begin the Christian life by looking unto Jesus. There is no one else we can look up to but Jesus himself. And in the world in which we live in, you're going to be unhappy at times. You're going to experience letdowns on time, at times. Who do you turn to? The challenge for us on this Sunday is to look up to Jesus, to turn to Jesus. To turn to Jesus. That's who I turn to many, many times. That's who I turn to. You finish the Christian life by looking unto Jesus, my friends. You start it by looking unto Jesus. You finish it by looking unto Jesus. You are born again by looking unto Jesus. There is no other way but Jesus' way because he is the way, the truth, and the life. You live the Christian life by looking unto Jesus. I mean, that's who we look up to every day. That's the example for each of us. He is the only one who says, I love you unconditionally. And therefore, you can pass that on to somebody else. Oh, my friends, you die as a Christian by looking unto Jesus. Remember, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. You are saved from guilt of sin by looking unto Jesus. You overcome the world by looking unto Jesus. You get your prayers answered by looking unto Jesus. You triumph over everything negative around you by looking unto Jesus. If you've not been doing that, my friends, take it as a challenge. As we come to the end of the year, look up to Jesus, my friends. This is what the scripture says. Look into Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and thus taking his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Look up to Jesus. The day after, the morning after, the days after, the weeks after, 
If you believe in him, my friends, continue to look up to Jesus. What's your experience with Jesus since you were redeemed? We can talk now. What's your experience with Jesus? Has there been a God moment for you? A God moment. Say, I, I encountered God. This is a God moment. Anybody with a God moment during Christmas? If we talk, if we talk quick, we'll go early. If we don't, we'll sit here till four o'clock. But it is my prayer that we all have a God moment. A God moment every now and again. It may not be every day. Yes. Amen. That's a God moment. That's a God moment. What's your God moment? This is the last Sunday of 2019. Let us share the God moments we encounter. What's your God moment? Family is healthy, children are healthy. Amen. And yesterday night, we were just talking about you guys. How blessed you guys are. I think it was Anne and myself just talking about you because I was reading your Christmas card. How blessed the family is. So praise God. Any other God moment? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's a God moment. That's a God moment. Any other God moment for any one of us? What a blessing that is. Yes, indeed. What a blessing that is. You will never understand. God moment, two sets of grandparents still alive. Their kids are enjoying two sets of grandparents. Yes. Ann and I were just talking this morning. Uh, tomorrow morning, we leave about 7 o'clock to go to Rise in Sun, Ohio. A lady by, on the age of 95 passed away, so they called me. Uh, could you come and do the funeral? And uh, when we were in Rising Sun, we were there for 16 years. That lady was serving as a grandmother to our kids because their grandparents were not in the States. You understand? So to hear that two sets of grandparents have been enjoyed, praise the Lord. Those are God, God moments. Any other God moment for any one of us? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God came to the rescue. Church, any other God moment? Because there should be God moments among us who are Christians. Any other God moment? Yes. Yes. 
the freedom of religion in this country, how blessed we are, and we worship freely. God moments. My friends, think about it. Because those are moments we should celebrate. Not only the morning after, but every time we have an opportunity to share it. Just to share it and to let others know God is alive and that God is on the throne. Oh, and they were not being helped by a stereo system. You remember that? It was all their voices. If that is not a God moment for all of us, I don't know what a God moment is. So we praise God for that. And so as we come to the end of this year, because this is the last Sunday that we will worship in 2019, I want to wish you all a happy new year. And I pray that God will speak to us and through us every day of our lives. And that we, as God's people, will continue to look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I ask it all in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. To this, the people of God say, Amen. Amen.